Welcome to Axel Markars, where we watch every episode of the 90 CG cartoon Beast Wars. I'm Dowd. I'm James. And uh, this week we're actually going to finish off season two with uh, season season two, episode thirteen, episode thirty-nine overall, the agenda part three. Uh, for some reason, this part three is in Roman numerals instead of Arabic numerals, like last two parts. It's true. I was actually kind of confused when I was looking over the TF wiki. Like, why did they switch from Roman numerals to like Arabic numerals to Roman numerals? Like, like the episode did it first. I'm like, oh, okay. Seems like a typo, but whatever. <laughs> Someone wanted to make it more epic or something. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> more dramatic, although I, I generally tend to prefer consistency over that. Yeah, true. Uh, I feel like, like most people who would be listening to a podcast about Beast Wars would probably agree with you there. <laughs> they care about this enough. Um, huh. So this aired on uh, March 12, 1998, same as uh, Part 2. Because, uh, what were they called? A Week of Beast Wars on Tsunami? Yeah, they okay. had a, yeah, the Week of Beast Wars. No. Alright, so, uh, it's directed by Colin Davies and Asa Fipke. Uh, Colin Davies, this is his fifth of five episodes that he, uh, directs. So, this is pretty much sign-on for him as a director. Yeah. I believe uh-huh. he was also an animator, like a lot of the directors on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like knowing like how it was, how the show didn't like do story wars, like directors, you know, just probably worked really close together on uh, creating the scenes on this. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, Colin Davy, I, I know we talked about him like five episodes ago, but uh, nowadays he supervises effects on a lot of George Romero zombie films. Huh? And uh, Oscar Fipke, uh, only episode he directs, uh, we did mention him once related to another director. Uh, so. He worked on both Beast Wars and Beast Machines, uh, associate producer for all of season two. Uh, and next season, uh, he'll he's moving to executive creative consultant. Uh, and he's also the production designer for the first four episodes of Beast Machines. Uh, and uh, later on, he after he left Mainframe Entertainment, established his own animation company, Nerdcore Entertainment, who we have mentioned before. Uh, he actually created, wrote, and produced, and directed, uh, Stormhawks. Oh, yeah! We did talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the, his company was later acquired by DHX Media, uh, m- merging with DHX Studios Vancouver, where he, 15 works, including as a producer on My Little Pony French with Magic from season six onward. Wow, I, I can't believe that show's been going for, I don't know how long now. Yeah. Seasons like who would have thought like when the hub launched they had like a GI Joe cartoon, a new Transformers cartoon, and a My Little Pony one. And and who would have thought at the time like the My Little Pony one was one that would outlast all of those shows and the Hub Network itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does Hasbro still have a stake in it? Or I think it's Discovery Family now, but uh, it is it is reverted back to Discovery Family. Yeah, but I I think Hasbro still has a stake in the in the channel, isn't it? Uh, probably. I haven't really looked into that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, this episode was written by Bob Forward. Um, I'm not sure if I updated the, the episode count or not, but I have it down as 15 of 18 episodes he wrote. Uh, yeah. okay. I think I did. Huh. Uh, so, uh, co-showrunner, co-story editor, usually his episodes uh-huh. have to, more to do with the overarching plot of the show. Yep. Right. Uh, so, moving on to the episode. So, with Ravage and his transwarp cruiser backing them up, the Predacons start attacking the maximal base. Uh, and R- Ratchap grabs some belly bombs and a, a fusion torch, I guess you call it. Um, yeah. Goes into what he refers to as Knievel mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, what we've been referring to as Draxter mode. Uh, and just tells Rhinox to, like, I get ready to drop the shield for, like, a split second. <laughs> uses a uses a fallen panel inside the co- uh, command center as a ramp goes out the ceiling and launch and just lands on the on the cruiser. Yeah, he also loads it off like Rhinox. Like, what are you doing? He's like, this mouse is going cat hunting. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, uh, so his um, I know this happens later, but just to keep the uh, scenes together, uh, he starts cutting through the hole with his torch, but it runs out of fuel. Which is when he goes into beast mode. Uh, what is it? Uh, 
let's see how you like the stainless steel rat, I believe was his line. Yep. Uh, apparently the allusion to a, uh, a film noir. Uh, no, it's like an old sci-fi book. Remember, there's correct. Okay. The, you, yeah, he's a stainless steel rat. Yeah, a bunch of science novels by Harry Harris. Okay. I've definitely seen them in the library, but I've also definitely not read them. Yeah, I, I, if the wiki didn't tell me it was an allusion to something, I would have just, like, moved on past it, because I thought it was, I would have just thought it was just him being witty. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, in the original script, Bradshaw was gonna, like, bite through the, like, bite through the hull with his, with his teeth. Yeah, like, uh, just without the torch, just starting off with his teeth. Uh, yeah. which I believe Bob Ford said, uh, like, in a, in the commentary for the Madman edition, uh, just said, like, yeah, my, my idea would have cost less, so. Uh, and so he, he chomps through the hole with his teeth, uh, and down on the battlefield, Optimus and Cheetor are pinned down by Quickstrike and Rampage, uh, when the auto guns manage to knock Quickstrike off of Rampage, and <laughs> Rampage shortly thereafter runs him over. Yeah. Rampage doesn't really is not what you would call a team player. I'm wondering if he even noticed uh, Quick Strike was was there or not. I think he I, he might have noticed, but he definitely would not have cared. Did notice? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ravage and Rampage are able to bring down the base shield, and Rhino yeah. just comes out and starts shooting. Uh, yeah. I, I did uh, have a slight, I think, where uh, when the shield goes down, Rhinox says, that's just dead. <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to say. Yeah, his 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 cadence made me think he was going to say Prime, because he has said it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't want to have the word Prime in the script too much. <laughs> but, uh, so, Ravage, uh, Ravage has transfers transfer all the cruiser's power into the into one ginormous missile. Uh, but before... Yeah. Oh, before, yeah. you, almost, you almost forgot that when uh, Rampage tries firing, like, Rhinox, like, dives aside like a Hong Kong action film, like, <laughs> with his machine gun. Yeah. I initially put Matrix dive in my notes, but, the, but uh, the Matrix actually hadn't come out yet, so it's probably would not come out until the year after this. So it was yeah. for a specific reference to, like, Hong Kong action film. I believe T.F. Wookie mentioned The Killer, which I have not seen, but I will take their word for it. Uh, neither have I. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So Ravage orders Brantless to put all power to the biggest missile. <laughs> uh, but before it fires, like as as Trantus is, is getting it ready, he arms it. But uh, Rattrap just bursts in, uh, and and tosses his uh, what do you call them? Belly bombs. Uh, yeah. Which stick to Trantus' hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bombs uh, obliterate Trantus. The ships inside and Ravage. Who goes out uh, with a stoic cry of Decepticons forever? Yeah, no, it that that still gives me chill. Like, even though, even though, like in the year 2018, there have been way more Decepticon revivals and stuff, and Predacon revivals. At that time, where it had been like you know probably a decade mm. since there, a decade since there had been like new episodes of Transformers, just like kind of seeing that like that gave me chills, and still kind of gives me chills now. Also, I, I do believe when Rat when Rat when Rat Trap goes, he says, uh, "Yeah, he says eat Thorma and weep at, before he gets out of the ship." On, well, he doesn't get out of the ship. He gets on the top as the ship crashes like down, and he rides on the missile like Slim Pickens and Doctor Strangelove, like even bringing out his like tail and whip. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I get a really. Every time I hear that name, I keep thinking of the character. Until I remember, oh wait, no, that was the actor's chosen name. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ravage goes out uh, yelling uh, Decepticons forever. Yes. Yeah, Cruiser falls out of the sky, and then uh, like rests. chasing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it goes down to canyon, chasing after Rampage, who like starts running away until eventually stops at a corner, and like Rampage just. Tackles at it until like uh, the light on the missile like dings and it fires in a point blank. <laughs> There's an explosion. Rat Trap, who has been blown clear, like lands in Rhinox's arm, says "My hero" and kisses him before <laughs> Rhinox drops on the ground. Yeah, this is I I went to say this, but this is the most 
I think possibly the most badass scene Cat Trap ever gets in this entire show. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like he deserves it. <laughs> um, so when the after the cruiser is destroyed and uh, all of Megatron's minions are out of commission, uh, he he runs away, but Optimus notices that he's not actually going back to base. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. Uh, he realizes where he's going and orders the mag- uh, the Maximals to pursue. Uh, this was actually where I realized why uh, Optimus would actually know what Megatron's plan is. Dinobot <laughs> told him, because I'm yeah. an idiot and didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, uh, at the end of Maximal No More, uh, he did say there's something we got to talk about. Uh, yeah. I completely forgot about that, and, I, and for the last month or so, I've been wondering, how does Optimus know about Megatron's plan? Just because they're on Earth, he can't connect all the dots. Uh, but apparently Dinobot did. Yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. also, in a kind of cool bit, he gives, offers a Rhinox a ride, who, like, sits on the front of, like, Optimus's, uh, Optimus's hoverboard, and seems very concerned as he's doing it most of the episode, which is a nice detail. Yeah, uh, kind of hints of hit at uh, acrophobia. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we cut to Black Arachne and Silverbolt trying to make their way into the volcano. Did you notice that Black Arachne is actually carrying a bigger boulder than Silverbolt? I did not, but that is a good touch. Yeah. Uh, so he he's sort of just staring off into the sky, and in a really nice little couples moment, she just says like, "What you looking at?" <laughs> And he says, oh, <laughs> look at that star, uh, well, planet, actually, Venus. It reminds me of you. Oh, you mean hot, poisonous, and deadly? Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love this moment. I want to bottle yeah. it. Uh, it but, is a great moment, and also a, a uh, self-reference to uh, Black Arachnia's voice actress. Yeah, Venus Terzo. Uh, which is, uh, I think, part of the reason why uh, in fan canon, uh, her pre-Beast Wars name was, one of them is Venus. Uh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, they make their way in, uh, with Silverbolt just blasting the last few rocks out of the way. And Wackrackling explains that, uh, well, they see something, uh, inside the, the volcano. It's the Ark. Uh. And both for Silverbolt and the audience's benefit, uh, Black Rackney explains what, what that is. Yes. Uh, so since this is... You, do you want to explain it? Okay. Yeah, I'll explain it. So, the Ark is the Autobot ship from the beginning of the Great War. They left Cybertron to look for more Energon, and they were attacked by the Decepticons Nemesis, and there was a big battle in space, and they, the ship ended up crashing into Earth, and then and crashing into a volcano. Uh, I forget what they give the... I believe they give the name as Mount St. Hillary, where they will stay for the next uh, four million years or so until the volca- until a volcanic eruption activates the ship, which uh, ship's computer, which scans new forms and repairs them. And thus, uh, she says starting the Great War, though it's probably more I could say restarting it, since it had been going on and just essentially been put on hiatus. Yeah. Um, now, do you want to hear what my uh, what I gathered about this? This background backstory okay. as a kid. Sure. <laughs> now I thought that the Ark was launched to stop some kind of uh, asteroid strike or something, and that then is correct actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, with the Autobots from the original from the first season on board, and then the Decepticons attack them after they stop the asteroid board them, and then they crash. Now, what I realized is... Uh, I realized it a few years ago, but I'm all, I realized it again when I was watching this episode. That's kind of the setup for the Lost in Space movie. The Global Sedition. Like, they launched this, launch this spaceship to uh, save humanity. Uh, the, the bad guys attack the ship for kind of undisclosed reasons. I mean, I didn't gather that they, I didn't realize that they were in a war like when I was watching this the first time around. Yeah, I forget it's been a while since I've seen that that movie. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I don't understand why the hell the Globus Edition, and uh, I realize I'm talking about a movie probably no one like remembers a lot of details about, but I don't get why humanity has united to save themselves from a dying planet. Why are there bad guys trying to stop this? <laughs> I who call themselves the Global Sedition. <laughs> Very good question. Yeah, um, I'm gonna head it. They believe humanity deserves to die. I guess. I mean. We could easily go and watch the movie, but I don't. I don't feel like watching that movie again. <laughs> no, no, we're fine. Um, yeah. So, what was that? <laughs> um, Black Rackney is just seems to be uh, just wanted for the power it has. Uh, I choose to believe that she realized Megatron is after it and is trying to uh, protect her own, uh, protect herself by keeping Megatron out of there. I mean, she does say she's evil, so she might have, like, her own plans, but, like, maybe less nefarious. Or at the very minimum, she probably figures she could use it to get off this planet. Yeah. Um, okay. What's probably an actual likely story uh, is she does want to keep Megatron out of there, both because she doesn't want him messing with history, and also she wants some weapons out of there. Yeah. Oh, we also kind of buried the lead, which is giving the flashback. You actually get to see, uh, a lot of the Gen 1 Autobots, and then later Gen Decepticons, in like, in your, like, late 90s CGI glory, which is, again, a co- cool thing. Like, you mostly see them from the back. Stuff. But, like, I think that's a case where, like, the boxy designs of the original show made it very easy to, like, animate them in this. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So, as, just as she's explain, uh, finishing her explanation... Uh, Megatron arrives and, and shoots Silverbolt, uh, then seals the cave behind him. Uh, the, the Maximals get it, uh, like, get inside, or arrive. Uh, Cheeto is about to try to, like, break away and get there first, but Optimus tells him to stay with the group. If you're trying to stop him, wouldn't it be better to stop him before he gets to the Ark? Yeah. Also, I can't believe we skipped this line. Hmm? Uh, right when, like, Black Arachnia and Silverbolt before they get into the cave, uh, Blackheart says we're almost there, and it was like, well, then stand back. And Blackheart tries something before he like shoots the rock and blows away, to which we get a line like, uh, never mind. What is it with guys in high, high explosives? There's no explaining it, Black Arachnia. I, okay. I honestly tried to answer the question. I can't explain it. Explosions are cool. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Megatron recollapses the cave, which often says, like, by Primus, no. Yeah. And they start to get up, but now we get the negotiation, like a uh, very good tense negotiation between yeah. Black Arachnia and Megatron. Yeah, uh, she like he he reveals like, yeah, I know you 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 got the access codes when you copied my backup, then destroyed it. Uh, open open the doors. She says she's not going to do it. You can't kill me. I, I you you'll be you don't have the access codes then. Like, oh yeah. no, I have something way more effective in mind. <laughs> uh, I here's the thing. If she knew his plan, oh, well, by the way, like Megatron points his tail gun at, at Silverbolt. But if right. she if she knew his plan, she probably would have been like, hey, if you get in there, he's gonna be dead anyway." So, huh. yeah. Uh, oh, but like, there's a possibility. But yeah, so Megatron just says, "Like, so you won't care if I kill this one Maximal?" And she's like. No, but it's probably a waste of time to do it anyways. Yeah, waste of time, waste of ammo. Uh, <laughs> when the Maximals start actually making their way in, uh, she actually she does finally open the arc, but she says just so we're going to need cover when they get inside. Uh, and when they're, I know I'm probably skipping something first, but uh, when they get inside, uh, she, she's sort of keeping the uh, the guns of the arc trained on the Maximals. Yeah. Uh, and like, Black Rackman, you know what's in there. Why would you let Megatron go inside by himself? Also, if you're just looking for cover, you just need to keep the door closed. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think, I think she like has an inkling like Megatron's gonna use something like, but I think like, I don't think she, she thought he's gonna change the time stream. Spoilers, he's going to change the, try to change the time stream. Yeah, well, because she she figured that no one's that stupid. Huh? Yeah, um... <laughs> so, the yeah. Maxwell are trying to get in, and uh, we get a little real-world illusion 
Uh, Rattrap says, oh man, that ship wasn't built, it was poured. <laughs> Optimus, turning to the camera, just says, diecast construction, the lost art. Yeah. <laughs> For those who are not familiar, diecast construction was a, is basically where you like, like pour metal into a mold. Used on a lot of the original Gen 1 toys, that's why they have metal on them. Uh, not so much used anymore because it's expensive, and also uh, having a toy that is both metal and mostly plastic does not always make things end up in a rather fragile toy, like, after, years afterwards. Trust me, as someone who's, like, has Gen 1 toys, it's better that they don't use metal now. Oh, man, you got me worried about my all my Power Rangers Legacy stuff now. I mean, those are, like, big, solid chunks of toys, so it's, like, not as big of a... Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... Getting onto the main bridge of the ship, um, Megatron hovers in among the fallen Autobots and Decepticons, uh, eulogizing the Decepticons and cursing the Autobots. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read it off here. Now I enter the hallowed halls, a conqueror. Yes. Autobots and Decepticons, still frozen in emergency stasis, awaiting the moment, four million years hence, when they will awaken to start the Great War. Hmm. The Great War. When the Autobots defeated the Decepticons, and thus their descendants, the Maximals, rule we Predacons. Archaic Energon guzzlers, how dare they? Hmm. Unwilling though I, I was to follow my namesake's instructions, it has all come down to this, the ultimate task for the ultimate prize. A day of reckoning with those who made us slaves. Side note, I'm a little disappointed that, like, no one ever, like, 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 titled, name drops the title list, no one ever says, like, Black Rex there is like, you and your agenda, Megatron, <laughs> see the death of us again. I feel it was a missed opportunity. It, w- it would have been nice to have the trifecta, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what actually might have been? It, it might be because they were, um, they might have worked on this in the last two parts simultaneously, which might be there, why there's a little bit of uh, discontinuity between the three um, mm-hmm. with the title and, you know, not dropping the name of the title again. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, Bob Forward wrote all three of them, so, like, maybe maybe he knew, like, these episodes were going to air back-to-back, so he didn't have to actually put it all in all three. Yeah, maybe. Uh... So, yeah, he... So he, I'm still kind of trying to figure out why he sealed the tunnel again, even after he find the, found the Ark the first time, I mean. Like, before Black Rackney and Tobol found it. Well, I assume, like, he can wanted to confirm it was there. Uh-huh. Wanted to, like, keep anyone else from finding it, so just blow it. Okay. Yeah, that, that'd be it. Okay, yeah. Uh... Granted, it's kind of out of the way, because if, if you want to be strictly technical, if if you take, like, oh, this show was, must have been sent to Africa because the humans, they went all the way to North America because Mount St. Hillary, obviously based on Mount St. Helens, is an organ. But yeah. don't worry about that part. Yeah, well, well, everyone could fly. This is yeah, everyone can fly, and there was supposed to be, uh, like in the series finale of Beast Wars, they were supposed to t- uh, like fly the Ark, uh, and then it was supposed to crash back down in uh, in Mount Saint Hillary, but they ended up not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the in the caves outside, the Maximals uh, are keep are being fired upon by the ship's cannon. Until Ratchet manages to force a backblast, basically he shoots the shoots the gun in the barrel. Uh, Rhinox, uh, like, and because of the power surge, the the doors can't open. So Rhinox just has to force it open. Yeah. Uh, and Optimus, who's kind of been shown to be as strong as Rhinox, kind of just stands back and tells Rhinox to hurry. But I imagine for staging reasons, it probably would have looked weird to have them both doing it. Yeah. And you and like, cause I didn't think of it, cause like, yeah, like Rhinox, open that door. <laughs> yeah, and considering the limitations of CG that we've already seen in this series, you're probably right. Probably would have uh-huh. not looked great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Maximals are too late. Mac, uh, Megatron unleashed the full power blast. Uh, at oh, sorry, I skipped something. Um, so as yeah, he yeah. was sort of strolling along inside the arc, uh, Megatron finds. Optimus Prime himself. Uh, so, so we are now face-to-face, Optimus Prime. In one future, you awaken and become the great leader of the Autobots. But time shall take a different track now. 
Computer. All available power to primary weapon. And now, Optimus Prime, in memory of the Decepticons, for the glory of the Predacons, for the Cybertron that is rightfully ours and mine to rule, I unleash the storm of vengeance. Farewell. And, uh, shoots Optimus Prime in the head. So, this causes a time storm, uh, and the Maximals are all, like, phasing in and out of both existence and their past bodies. Yeah, like, Optimus, like, switches between, like, Friends metal head, his original head, even like gorilla head, which is like a nice effect. Yeah. Uh, and Megatron comes out of the arc and just says, Say goodbye to the universe, Maximals. Future has changed. The Autobots lose, evil triumphs, and you no longer exist. Yep. And that's, uh, and then we get a to be continued question mark. Yep. Yep. And that's the end of the show, so thank you for listening to the Axelon Archives. <laughs> Okay, no. Another dramatic <laughs> do, cliffhanger. Do you feel like we pull that pre- we pull that joke too many times? I've done it exactly twice. No, I don't mean you. I just mean us as a show because we've done that at least five times now. Like, oh, the show is ending. I I've done it at least three. I think I I did yeah. it for victory. I remember that. Yeah. I did it for victory. I think I did it like every time it looks like the Beast Wars are ending. We we we've done this joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm asking. Do you think we do it too much? Think so. Okay. Cool. Because I'm gonna keep doing it either way. Okay. <laughs> so, um, trivia for this episode. Um, so Megatron is obviously doesn't really care about his minions. Uh, usually, but this time he literally does, really doesn't care about them because, uh. Black Rackney, Inferno, Quick Strike, and Rampage were all originally Maximal Protoforms, or Rampage's case, product of Maximal Science. If his plan works, then they'll all be wiped from history, and he'd basically just be stuck with uh, Waspinator and Tarantulas. Huh. Uh, and Tarantulas' precise origins are un- a little unclear, but he's definitely not a descendant of the Autobots. Yeah. Uh, yes? I mean, to be fair, if he changes the timeline, Depending on like which theory of time trick is like, would he even be on Earth at this point? Yeah, because it's obviously it's not just like oh back like oh things are fading out like no there's a very violent time storm like you it goes into space. Yeah, there's one very like there's always a thing like if you try to with H.G. Wells is uh, I don't know if it's in the book but in the movie the Time Machine, uh, you can't. You can't go back and fix something with the time machine because that's the thing you wanted to make the time machine for. If you fix that thing, you will have never made the time machine. You won't be able to go back. It's a par- It would create a paradox if you weren't able to do it. So that's why you, yeah. even if you try to go back and change the thing, you won't be able to change the thing. Yeah, I mean, time travel is also not real. So. Yeah. Uh, theoretically speaking, like, we, we don't know. <laughs> there could be time travelers among us right now. They're just staying hidden. Uh, so anyway, uh, either way, he kind of be in a kind of be in a pickle, anyways, because uh, such a huge change would maybe just wipe out the Predacons too. If all if all the Autobots are gone, then the Decepticons might just have enough energon to not need to become more efficient. Uh. Yeah. Also, if Prime is dead, there's no Matrix of Leadership to use against Unicron. Unicron would destroy Cybertron. I mean, to be fair, it is this implied to be a risk, a very risky gambit. Yeah, no, I'm just like, like this. But, this is a very, very bad idea for many reasons. Huh. Yeah, honestly, I'm actually kind of surprised no one like there is like a story with that like. You know, but what is like the alternate dark future of Beast Wars with this plan succeeded? What does it look like? The other thing I can find out is a, a story called The Change to Agenda, which uh doesn't really seem that good. No, uh so, capture comic, which So a change to the agenda, um in that uh like we kind of need to talk about optimal uh optimal situation uh to get the entire story, but Basically, in that, uh, to try to correct the timeline, Black Rackney shoots G1 Megatron in the head. Uh-huh. 
but that's really just to explain how the Beast Wars Uprising universe came to be. Oh, oh no. Beast Wars Uprising, I've heard that's not very good. But I have not is heard... The rec- wait, not is heard. that the recent one? No, 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 no. Beast Wars Uprising is where, uh, like, the... Oh, no, that's not that one. It was, Sorry, I was getting confused. There was another... There was, like, a Beast Wars story that's, like, going with the transition between... Was like, that one's a not very good one, if I'm right, uh, okay. correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Beast Wars Uprising... Uh, I think we've alluded to it before. Uh, ultimate storyline where the the Predacons and Maximals are basically a slave race fighting a proxy war for the Decepticons and Autobots, and they're tired Weird. of it. Yeah. Weird. That's actually going to be like a bonus episode, but we'd have to like track down like material. We tra- have tracked down a lot of material for it, actually. Huh? Um, you should see what happened to humans oh, yeah. in that storyline. Huh? They-, they eventually got Ooh. tired of the war and kicked all the Transformers off of Earth. They can't blame them. Yep. Um, and it gets really weird from that point onward, with, as far as the humans are concerned. Uh-huh. At, at one point, they resurrect every single human who's ever died. Uh-huh. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to ask yeah. how. <laughs> uh, advanced technology. Uh-huh. Advanced technology, they create, a, they create a federation of their own. Anyways. Um, and actually, some of the proto-humans in the Beast Wars series are brought in for that. What? No, no, no. Like I said, it, get, it gets crazy. Yeah. Beast Wars Uprising is the ultimate, is the Marvel Ultimate Universe of, of Transformers. Like, ah. you, you basically, you, you get to write whatever you want, and you kind of throw yourself into a corner for, in some ways. Yeah. Anyways, um... That's not what I, I don't know if that's what I want. I just want, like, a dark future where you have, like, it's 90s and, like, the surviving Max pulls, like, all of eye patches. <laughs> you want the Age of Apocalypse for Transformers, huh? Yes! Not too much to ask. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was in the late 90s, after that uh, aesthetic kind of passed away. But anyways, moving on, moving on with the trivia. Uh, Rhinox is afraid of heights, apparently. Yeah, he's yeah we meant to that. looking straight ahead. Uh, looks, he occasionally will look down, but then snaps his head straight up to... With, like, pure horror on his face. Uh, the giant missile uh-huh. apparently has suckers written in Cybertronics. <laughs> good bit. That's a good bit. Yeah. And we mentioned before that um, Bob Ford originally intended to have Rat Trap 2 all the way through the uh, Ravages ship in beast mode. Uh, instead of using a laser cutter and on a commentary, he said, my version would have been cheaper. Yeah. Uh, so that's all the trivia. Moving on to our character spotlight. Yeah. Surprise, but it, it's Megatron. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Megatron, leader of the Decepticons from 1995, transferred to a Walther P3K. Uh, doesn't do too much in this show, to be perfectly honest. No, we're going to talk about uh, Beast Wars Meg and kind of. <laughs> you had. I honestly thought you were going to talk about G1 for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but, like, honestly, there isn't too much I could do because, like, he, like, He's gonna get like there isn't getting too much he's gonna do except he's like Megatron's gonna take his spark in season three. Others. But yeah. But we're gonna take an opportunity. We we've done a spotlight here before, but we figure we get this is a good time to revisit Megatron and go over his uh shiny new dub. So he got an upgrade so he got an upgrade in the show. He got an upgrade in the toy, which is uh not as big as his original toy, but I think it's one a lot of people remember. As it's definitely yeah, it definitely really looks really close together. Like, you got your beast mode, you got your robot mode, you got your roller skating T-Rex mode. Like, I, I definitely remember my, like, I did not have a person on this coat, but my brother did, and this is, like, a really good toy. The uh, tail is segmented, so you can, like, twist it in, like, around and, like, do poses and stuff. Sadly, does not come with a Victorola head. I guess they didn't really know that when they made the toy. There is, however, uh, if you're thinking of picking one up, be advised. Uh, the original release of this toy suffers from a variant of a thing called gold plastic syndrome, which is certain, which short version, certain plastics they use, particularly ones that have like metallic metals in them, get brittle over time. And combined with the fact that like he has a kind of a thin waist, so it has a tendency to snap. Like that definitely happened to my brother's uh, Megatron. And we were not that rough handling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the Japanese one, the current release has a much more uh, has a much 
different plastic, so it's a bit better. I almost forgot about his tech spec. <clears throat> a quantum surge trips across the Beast Wars world, altering Megatron, evil genius, leader of the Predacons, to a metallic armored T-Rex. Now, turbo-powered VTOL, parentheses, vertical takeoff landing, engines extend from his body, providing blazing atmosphere flight and the ability to drop in on unsuspecting Max with his whiplash cutlass. Is that what they're calling in? Yeah. Anyways, fused reptilian musc- musc- musculature enhances his power in organic robot mode. The result of the creation of a supreme tyrant. Uh. Ooh, his stats are 10 plus. Side note for real-world T-Rexes, uh, they are very badly named because recent research basically says they're probably scavengers. I mean, there's, there's some that, like, you, like, there's things, I, I am aware of that. There's yeah. some things that go back and forth. Yeah. I mean... But the thing is that we already applied the name, so we can't really change it. <laughs> also, g- t- real T-Rexes generally are not known for having VTOL engines or rollerblades. What? <laughs> no, I just yeah. I just meant you know like calling them the tyrant lizards and stuff. Um, just because everyone figured it was this thing was probably the apex predator, it was not. Um, his it, so the only specs of his that are not v, ten plus are his rank, which is a ten, and his intelligence, which is a nine. Yeah, that's a pretty common thing that they'll do, like with the leaders. Like the good leader will have like all tens, and the uh, evil leader will have. Except for intelligence, I guess, because good guys are smarter than bad guys. Although, honestly, like uh, Megatron, I would not. I would say Megatron is overall smarter than Primal, but Primal is like tenacious and won't give up. That's kind of the difference between the two of them. Well, you know why the uh, bad guy leader has a has a lower intelligence. If they're really smart, they'd be good. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So yeah, not a lot of variants on the, the on uh, this one. Just shame because like I do feel that that's like one. Of, this is one of my favorite uh, Megatron. The only one we got is in the Robot Heroes line where you have him with a uh, package with Silverbolt, who has the uh, wheat pressure missiles. There's like wheat stock missiles, and he has a golden disc. <laughs> but yeah, so season two is like definitely big. Just as like the kind of like step back from the toy and to like go over the character overall, season two is really his time to shine. Like, he goes from um like like a very theatrical villain who still mostly has like villain of the week plots to having this overall plan that builds a course across an entire season and pays off in him like uh kill like killing the thing, which is actually kind of an interesting metaphor of like oh the like. Everyone talks about like, oh, you're killing your, your, you know, whenever so, there's a revival of the show, it's like, oh, you're killing the original, and here you have a plot where the bad guy from the new show is literally killing the original. <laughs> I don't know if they were thinking about that when they wrote that, but that's actually really kind of clever in retrospect. <laughs> is it season three? So yeah, that probably uh, <laughs> that was probably just a, a way to get back at those people who were saying that because yeah. I think by this point they were. Uh, sorry, it's not season three. This season two, um, so when they were probably in production for this, uh, including writing, probably when they were getting all of that flack for it. I think that that happened the first. I, I kind of wish we like had a chance to like do some more research and all the to see to see. Like certainly, I, I it, like there's there's got to be some turnaround. Like like yeah, no, like Code I, of Hero happened to the season. How many people could still hate this show after Code of Hero? Well, yeah, but don't forget, like it takes like almost a full year to animate something. Okay, that is... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so, while they're working on season two, season one is airing, and they're still getting griped. Right. Yeah. So, um... Alright. Um, so, the, uh, do you want to add anything more about Megatron? Uh, I think we talked about the... Uh, did we... Have we covered him before? We did cover him before. And, okay. Like, all of his, uh, various... And I think we covered, like, most of his various toys. Okay, uh, so so yeah, the stuff I usually add is about the voice actor, um, we, yeah. which we would probably would have talked about last time. Yeah, David K is still really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know about this, uh, but thanks to Chris McFeely, I do. Apparently, he does this every year, 
every year David Cade records a Christmas message in character as Megatron. And puts it on How YouTube. How did I not know this? That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think I saw it last, uh, like, uh, Christmas 2017. I didn't know he's been doing this every year for, like, I, I think at least 10 years. That is amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I swear. <laughs> I, I think I heard him, like, narrating something recently. I don't remember what, though. God, like, has David K. ever, like, narrated in in a audiobook, I would, I would totally listen well, to him doing that. He actually is an LA voice actor now, so maybe. Um, at one point, he was getting so much work that he had a special apparatus put into his car so he could record in his car, like while in his car. Um, he he made sure that it doesn't work while he's driving. So that's fair. Yeah. God, yeah, now I want to, like, David Kay to, like, do, like, an ebook as Megatron. It doesn't even have to be a Transformers ebook. I just want to hear. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously still, he's obviously loves doing the character, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> it was the best time. It was the worst of time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the full bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Some Charles Dickens. That's what we. He just Megatron just needs to read the entire library of Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do we have any messages for the Golden Disc this week? Uh, actually, yes, we do. So, two things we want to talk about. Uh, the first one, uh, we actually have enough ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts to get an aggregate rating. Uh, Hooray! Yeah, um, I think there is a way to find out who rated us, which I will look into and try to give some thanks uh, by name next time around. But we now have five ratings, which means we get a we get an aggregate score of five out of five. Hmm. So thank you to everyone who rated us. Uh, uh, special thank you to Janine uh, and Hamadita who wrote us, who gave us written reviews. Uh, but Everyone who just gave us stars, we love you too. Yay! Yeah. Thank uh, you very much. The second thing, um, it's less to do with the show, but it has it, it was something I was talking about, and it it's Transformers related, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, so I think we've mentioned Morph Club on here. I don't, I'm not sure if it was on on mic before, but. Uh, uh... We'll say yes. I think we want to mention it when Sky was on. Yeah, so we were... Um, well, on one of those recordings anyways. <laughs> yes, we had to record that twice. Um, uh, so I've been... So because of that, I found out about Morph Club, and I'm listening uh, from the point where I left off with Hindsight. Uh, so they were talking about Krayak recently, uh, which if you don't... Guys, if you don't know about Animorphs, you can probably skip ahead like two minutes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just asked, like, so, based off the description of Krayak, does anyone else just picture Shockwave? Because I pictured Shockwave before I even knew what Shockwave looked like. Uh, and this guy shared a... Uh, did I retweet it? I did not. Um, I'll, I'll retweet it from the, uh, from the show's Twitter. Uh, he, he gave us a picture of what he imagined as a kid, which is basically a yeah. bacteriophage. Uh, it's basically just an eyeball sitting on a throne. <laughs> But apparently he likes my version better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, based... I kind of imagine it's like almost like a Zelda-ish like eye monster boss. But like I can't remember right now. I looked up some fan art of like because I was like wait am I just imagining this like did I just come up create this out of nowhere and looks like based off the actual description his his idea was closer. Uh, it's like tentacles and and robots. He's like fused to his throne. Yeah, just uh, guys, give a uh, just do a quick Google image search of Krayak, uh fan art. Yeah, sadly, Shockwave does not appear. Of course, I can't talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was specific. I the picture I put out was specifically with the uh, Transformers Prime Shockwave. Yeah. Uh, so those are our messages from the Golden Disc. Uh, so moving on to our MVBs. Uh, James, I started. So who's your MVB? Uh, I mean. Super obvious, but I'm gonna go with Megatron. He gets, he gets all the speeches. It's like, hey, like, 
Dan, what do you thought you were cool with like your Shakespearean speeches? I'm gonna go like biblical on you, on you all. <laughs> the way he says like archaic energon guzzler, such a good line. <laughs> Which I wasn't sure if he was like it felt like he was insulting the Decepticons there too, right? I mean, kind of they're the same. Yeah. The same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe he does feel a grudge between, like, you know, all these guys, like, oh, like, because of all you guys did, even, like, the ones you were, like, fighting for us, like, I'm in the like, in a crap position. I don't know. Well, in certain versions, the, this war started as a war over resources, so yeah. <laughs> in a way, because they weren't energon efficient enough, they kind of, <laughs> an entire war started. Yeah. The civilization, like, a, a million years, millions Millions years long war, millions year long war, uh, over Energon because these guys weren't efficient enough. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um. So my MVB is gonna be Rat Trap for basically being a super spy this episode. <laughs> uh, He's a good choice. Yeah. See him biting through, <laughs> biting through a ship's hull and blowing up tarantulas. <laughs> it is. I know why it happened, but it is kind of amusing. Like. Tarantulas has the bombs on his hands and survives <laughs> next season, but Ratra, but uh, Ravage just gets the blast and he and he dies for real. Um, Tarantulas with a transmetal. <laughs> All right, I'll accept that. Yeah. So, uh, next episode. Um, so next week we'll be on hiatus because it's the end of uh, season two, but we're going on an actual hiatus. Uh, we do have some stuff planned before season three. Uh, but we were, oh, well, James will not be here. Uh, I was thinking of doing sort of a call-in show, uh, where, you know, we can just chat with you guys for, like, I'll, we'll shoot for an hour, but we can just, you guys can, uh, come on for a few minutes, however, how much time you guys have. Uh, we can talk about what the road so far, Beast Wars, uh, and just, just an opportunity to get you guys involved, uh, interact with you guys face-to-face. Uh, and this is not just open to people who've been on, guessed it on before. This is open to everyone. If you want to, we'll be doing it as a Google Live Hangout. I'll put out more details, uh, as we get closer. Uh, but if you just want to just submit, just say something over text, that's fine too. Yeah, I will be busy. I am in the process of moving in real life. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be done. And also, I will be going into going to Toronto for TCAF on the uh, second week of May. Uh, I don't know if we have Toronto listeners or anything there. If you are, let me, let me know. I actually uh, believe we do. I believe Waluigi's in uh, Bloody Waluigi's in Toronto. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. If, you're uh, there, if you're there, Waluigi, we can try to, try to meet up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. This, this episode uh, will as ever, on. I will look out for any Beast Wars zines. I don't know if I'll find any. <laughs> But you never know. Uh, let's see. When you'll be in Toronto, I think when the. Uh... Oh wait, no, no, you won't. Never mind. Uh, you'll be in Toronto, I think, before we start. Uh, while we're still on hiatus, I was gonna say. Uh, I thought it was gonna be when the hiatus episode comes out, the Colin show. I mean. Yeah. But yeah. No, I got the timing. I like mixed up in my head. I just looked at the calendar. Uh. So, anything else to say before we get to closing? No, I just said, like, season two ends on, like, a high, like, super dramatic note. Like, I for- I wonder, I for- like, it was, I remember at the time, just, like, not, because, again, back when this time, you didn't always know when shows were coming back. It's just, like, is this for real? Are we getting into the season? Is this over? It being, like, very thing. Although, like, weirdly enough, even though, like, I, I really wanted to know how the show ended, uh, how the show was going to pick up. I, I don't actually have very strong memories of watching the you know, season three. I have definitely watched some of season three, and I know about why the the, war, the time stream doesn't end, but yeah. I don't for actually watching it. So that'll be a treat when we uh, come back to that. Mm. Oh, uh, just to just to tease everybody for what we're going to be doing over the hiatus, uh, we've got the Transformers 85 animated movie review coming up. Uh, we're gonna try to talk which about the doubt is not actually it, which doubt is not actually seen. Uh, I I've seen parts of it. I've not seen it in its, in its entirety. Uh, and from what I hear, like it, it, I I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, the wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we thought about doing a commentary before we realized like this thing is too dense to. I'm going to be asking too many questions, and we're probably going to move on to our next question as soon as we get that answered. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going to watch that beforehand, so I have so I have a chance to actually absorb it. Uh, we're going to try to do the Beast Wars games. We got to we got some logistics yeah, about that. Like, yeah. yeah, there were like there are three different Beast Wars games. Uh, hoping to try to do the thing, but like also, but uh, obviously, uh, playing them will be a little difficult because I don't have physical copies. Uh, hopefully we'll do we'll manage to do some because I do want to talk about them because they are interesting in their own way. Some of them actually are good. Even if, if someone out there has physical copies that you'd be willing to play back through again and basically just come on and tell us about it, that would probably be the best scenario. Probably yeah. not going to happen, but <laughs> best scenario. Uh, and then we've also got uh, so I think it was two weeks ago or it might have been a, a week ago. Uh, Asimov Fangirl suggested a topic for us to talk about how how we would change uh, change Beast Wars. So we're going to be talking about that before to end our hiatus. Uh, we're going to actually try to have her on uh, for that since she's, she's the one who came up with the idea. Uh, so that'll pretty much take us to the end of May. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, so that's our show. Uh, thank you for listening to the Axon Archives. If you have any questions, want to guest on the show, uh, or just want to talk about Beast Wars, you can reach us on Twitter at Axon Archives or by email at axonarchives at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review because it helps people find the show. Uh, check, our, check out our website at axon.buzzsprout.com. I think uh, now that we actually have a rating, we'll show up when someone searches Beast Wars. If you want to follow either of us on individually on Twitter, I'm at Dowfack. I'm at Discord on Spring. Until next time, the Beast Wars continue. Beast or bot, we're still the baddest. <laughs>